0: Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.
1: Wow, and wing back lost customers, here's how. Today's customers is like that fearsome critic, clued up, savvy, with high expectations, and no patience for time wasters. And this is majorly because technology has handed them an unprecedented power to dictate the rules, comparison apps, review sites, and the endless transparency of the internet leaves the ball very much in their court. Today's customers know what extraordinary customer experience feels like. They don't just compare service within industries, they compare service across the board. And so, they expect everyone to deliver the same immediacy, convenience, and personalization that they receive from their best brands. It's high stakes. In a recent Twitter poll conducted by Nara Metrics, they asked Nigerians to tell them which industries have the worst customer service in the country. And chances are that you already know the answer answer to this, but I have to say it nonetheless, the top three were the banking sector, the telecommunications sector, and the power sector. Nigerian companies in general need to urgently do something about the ineptitude that characterised the customer service techniques. And this is very important because customer service is an all-important aspect of every business organization, which should never be trifled with. Benjamin Franklin once said, Well done is better than well said. And this is true in the context of customer management and service. Your customers respond better to what you do for them rather than what you say you're going to do. And this is exactly why outstanding customer service needs to be part of your marketing strategy. Thus, I brought on board a customer service expert to show us how to wow and win back lost customers. She's a dynamic and team-focused brand and customer service manager with 10 years plus of experience in a fast-paced environment, possessing vast experience of maximizing the awareness, sales, and profitability of recognizable brands. She executed a 100% revenue increase for Multimix Academy in the 2019 financial year by introducing Online learning and diversifying course contents. She trains, coaches, and mentors team leads on best practices while working with them to fulfill their fullest potential. Let's welcome Oluchi Okafo. Good afternoon, to you, Oluchi. Good afternoon. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Glad you're reading my profile I was like, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> me a little bit. But thank you for having me. It's great to be here it's so great to have you all right oluchi now many online businesses say that it's natural to feel reluctant about investing heavily in customer service as it can feel like a black hole in a company's finances however i feel that if they understand the relationship between investing in customer service and the return on its investment they might be spurred to take it seriously so show us how customer service pays for itself
0: Okay, thank you. That's a great question, and it's one that I address. In fact, most of the time I address this before the question even comes up. And to me, how I see it is that people. Unfortunately, have a mindset that you need to carve out a special budget for customer service, and I don't think that is right. For instance, I would ask a class, What's your customer service budget, or how much of your entire business running budget do you think that should be devoted to customer service? Usually, some of them will give me answers like 20%, 10%, 30%. In truth, your entire business budget is your customer service budget. People just don't see that way. You're spending money on what marketing? Why are you marketing to get more customers? They're spending money on the product. Why? So that so the product is good enough for the customers like you. They're spending money on salaries, management, paying people. Why? Because you want your customers to have a base or voice to talk to when undergoing challenges. So basically, every single time you're spending money as a business, you're spending it because of the customer. The only problem is that we always think of our customer service as meeting or personality side and there's a process side to it. So actually everything you're doing as a business, all the money you're spending, you're spending it on your customers. So don't think about it as it's so expensive. What you're essentially trying to do if you need to spend any extra money is to improve the experience of the people who interact with your brand. Improving experience essentially means that you're making things easier for them. You are introducing delivery services so they don't have to come all the time, or you're making things easier for them by making sure that you have multiple people for them to speak to. When they coming. So sometimes we don't need to think about customer service from a budget perspective. Which it needs to be from an experience perspective. If you were a customer coming into your office or to your brand, how would you feel about certain things? Are you um mm-hmm. running a food business and then immediately I enter, there are flies everywhere. These are also elements of experience that nobody ever thinks about. Everybody's always thinking about, oh, did the girl serving food greets me in the morning? It's really not as simple as that. It's a lot more nuanced. And I hope that business can understand that that is the simple, honest truth of it.
1: So yeah, that's my take on that. Now, customers have this already prepared notion that customer service is generally bad and even possibly becoming worse. Despite promises companies have made to treat people well, customers don't seem to be buying it. And this has greatly affected a lot of businesses. Oloju, in your opinion, what do you think can be done to change this narrative? Well,
0: I always like to say that, OK, because something is going bad, will you not say let's cut everything it's like saying that okay Nigeria is not good okay it sets fire to it I'm going into the ground in that case it's not that way and it really really hurts me sometimes when people say that okay fine there's a perception that this is this can you be the exception to the rule and I think it starts from one business at a time so when you think about the fact that I think that what you said is actually some of the things that makes other businesses get very lazy about service because they're actually at the point where be other people are not doing it, And what's my own? Why do I want to go and do service? Then people do it the way people are doing it. So everybody's relaxed. Everybody's complacent. Everybody's accepting anything that they get. Nobody's interested in actually being the standout. So people forget that. People buy on emotion. Customer service is an emotional exercise, first of all. That's why you see words like, when you're feeling a customer service survey, you see words like, how did you feel about... What is your impression about It's emotional? So you might have the best products. If you have the worst service, I'll go for the second best product with the best service. That's a simple and honest truth. I'll spend more money in a place that treats me well. So we need to not look at it from a place of, okay, everything don't spoil. So therefore, why do I need to be the one to fix it? It starts with one person. Everybody has notions. I mean, you go on Twitter, you see all kinds of notions. Oh, men are strong women like money and uh, okay so are you scum do you add to the comment scum or do you I don't even understand what I mean so it's like okay can you not be that person so perpetuate kind of like when you're in an office and then new people come in like a new staff when a new staff comes person is ginger hyped a lot of ideas a lot of things I want to change and then the person now goes maybe somebody who works in front of me before now goes out. That's not how we do it here. We don't do things like that here. And it dampens your spirit. And I think that I've seen that happen to a lot of business owners. They go into business with the best of intentions, honestly. But somewhere down the line, they see people get away with a lot of stuff. And they're like, hmm. Why am I bothering? Especially because in the beginning stages, you might be doing everything right, and then you're not just getting the returns, I and mean, you're feeling like, okay, my does not behave like my needs. So it's important that it's one business at a time. I understand it. I've even experienced it before. But um, what has encouraged me, even on preaching this customer service gospel, is that one person will change, one person will change. You know, so it needs to be in that way that you're like, okay, one customer will see me, one customer will see what I bring and will reward me accordingly. So you can't, you just, it's not, customer service is not something that you should go with the bandwagon because you might be saying that, okay, person A is doing it and getting away with it, so therefore let me try. It's you sure person A will get called out, get more publicity from the thing and continue to sell the market. While you you are struggling, you are trying to do what person A did, it's not going to work so, customer service is one of those things where you need to define what it looks like for yourself and stay
1: that link as long as possible. Mm, that's a lot. So, defining what it looks like for yourself, not just going with the bandwagon. Yes, exactly. Let's create a scenario. You're scrolling through Instagram and then you come across a beautiful set of scented candles that would perfectly fit your recently redecorated living room. You click on the post, you read the caption, and you quickly comment, do you have this in stock? If yes, how much? Then you get a response, DM for price many companies don't understand that they lose customers this way but again some say that there are pros of using it so what are the cons and pros of using DM for price in businesses
0: DM for price is a very dicey topic especially among customers customers don't like it anybody who's coming from the customer point of view does not like it even if the person that is doing it as a seller. We don't like it as a buyer. Do you understand? So it's one of those things that is very dice. But this is my opinion. There is a place for both, but there's a bigger argument for putting your prices up. I'll explain what I mean by there's a place for both. Now, with DM for price, there are some situations, some products, some businesses that cannot put their price on the option. People run a lot of combo businesses, and I mean combo businesses. I mean they do like a push and pull. I'll explain. Push is like you make a push into the market. Pull is that whenever you are ordered, you now bring it up. So if I'm a tailor, for instance, I could have a ready-to-wear line, and I could also be sewing a shirley for people. Now if I have a ready-to-wear line, it is easy for me to post my caption and my price in the caption. But if I am sewing a shreddy, it would have been a, a lot of things. What is the type of fabric? Are there plenty stones on the fabric? How soon do you need it? At that point in time, I can't give you a price. So there's a place for price in here, but it's only for purchase products or services that cannot be defined until you've spoken to the customer and they have ordered. However, if you do not have that kind of thing, I'm going to go back to your explanation, which is specifically for scented candles, which are mass-produced and pre-produced. So you're not exactly asking me to say, OK, there's this flower I smell, and I really like it, and I want my house to smell like the flower. Let me pluck it and bring it to you so that you can mix it and make it into a candle for me. That is the only scenario where I should get a price in the DM. But if it is normal candle that you are selling, that you sold for every other person, you now want me to say no to that. So it's really a case-by-case case situation, but it's mostly, if you're going to do DM for price, it needs to be for objects or products that are not pre-produced, that you can, you need to get some information to make it. But if it's something that is like a shirt, a blouse, you'll be selling it for one price to every other person, except you have increased the price. And even if you have increased it, increase it in the caption, let us see. People have made the example of saying that you go to a supermarket and then you go and meet the cashier with every single item. Not best, how much is this one? Okay, I'm coming. It doesn't make any sense, you know? So because of that, putting price in capture will always show you as a vendor who's transparent, who's honest, who is not uh, trying to play any games. And what we will do is we'll only attract serious buyers to you because if you say price in DM, I will ask you in the DM, how much is it? Once you tell me how much, and it's not my price. Okay, thank you, and I leave it. Now you have wasted your time replying me when I could have seen the price and known that it was bigger than me. Hmm. So it's not just for the buyers, it's actually for you as a person. You get less inquiries, you get more serious buyers, and then people can just see your price up front. I've heard a lot of reasons why people don't want to place price in caption. None of them has spoken to me yet. But my competitor will see, people will say it's more expensive. Then do your market research and get your pricing right. Hiding the price from anybody is not going to change anything, because even if I know already that I can get it cheaper from someone else, when I come to you and DM and I get it, it's still not going to to work for me so why long you know so yeah that's my thoughts about it when in doubt put your price in the caption except you have a product that
1: needs to form or custom made Yes. Hmm. but time, some people tell me that gloria the reason i use dm for prices because the prices fluctuates probably today it's 1000 naira, and the next minute it's 1005 and then another minute it's back at 800 naira. can dm for pricing mm. work in that case
0: for pricing caption for such a scenario, to be honest with you, people just need to learn to do some more foresight and also almost like you're proactive in terms of the changes. If you're into that kind of business where you have several changes and you know that it can drop. At the point where it drops, my thinking would be, can you take that opportunity to do a sale? And then you're doing a sale out of it and you know that nothing that we like more than sale as a customer. Start with. And then there's nothing that stops you from also communicating price increases. I've seen it a lot. Businesses who are doing maybe food, for instance, because food is very expensive now. So if I used to buy like a tray or a lot from my favorite vendor for 4,500 nairas at last, year. right now it's 6,000. When it changed to 6,000, people could put it at this last 6,000. And I knew, and I, and I adjusted myself. So communication to customers should not only be when things are good. And there's nobody that is blind in this country to not know that things are bad, very bad, as it was, so... So again, see, this is one of those things where you have not complain. There's no argument. Trust me, I've had several arguments with sellers and this. I can't justify some of the issues, unfortunately. So but then again, like I said, everybody choose what your picture of success looks like
1: for you and feel free to follow it. I think I like that. I think I like that. Choose what your picture of success looks like. Now <laughs> it's widely believed that online businesses require the owner to put out their face more to gain trust. However, some business owners would prefer to separate themselves from their businesses. And I'm big on this personally, my business is an entity. I am an entity Uh Mm -hmm. now seeing the scenario, Oluchin, how do you advise such business handle the issue of trust from its customers? Mm. well this one is very tricky for me and
0: I'll explain I run a business called Multimix Academy it's a logistics and supply chain training institute not necessarily customer service one you know that's like my personal side so we train on supply chain logistics warehousing procurement and all of that now with that particular business I don't show my business I project the business more on that side but I also have my personal brand which is in business in itself which is me now on that side it's all me it's all my thoughts all my face all my everything so I think it's important to make that distinction I started showing my face more on the business side because again just like you said I have been told that people engage more with faces and humans and with products or flyers and all of that so yeah once in a while I'll talk do a video but as to whether um, I have any advice regarding whether people should show their face or not, I think it's ultimately going to have to be, one, based on your preference, two, based on what will be good for the business. If I see that I'm show my face every day, so i will be bringing money out, my dear, I'll buy a camera and I'll be talking to that camera on a daily basis. It's as simple as that, but nobody has been able to generally convince me that there's a direct link between those two. Yes, I understand you need to show it once in a while, but I'm yet to see that link or that the only reason why I don't have money because i have not shown my face on Instagram or my business, I've not seen that link yet. So it needs to be what you're comfortable with and what will actually bring revenue. So sometimes you need to ditch your comfort for revenue, other times you also need to ditch revenue for your comfort. So there's no really right answer, black or white scenario to this. It's a matter of you need to actually do your research. What kind of business are you in? For people who started, I mean, on Instagram, you've seen people who sell hair, they wear the hair and they dance. It's part of the marketing. Do you understand what I mean? they realized that people relate to more engaging, more fun stuff rather than putting the hair on the mannequin and brushing it. So people started dancing. That's one example of how you need to adjust to the times. At some point, dancing is not really game. We might go back to putting it on mannequins, you know. So you need to be flexible. You need to be willing to do both, but you need to put your business first and understand whether or not it pays you to do that. If it doesn't pay you, there's no need. Don't dance. Let the product speak for itself. If there's a need for you to dance, my dear, put on your dance issues and dance as well. So that's my my take on that.
1: All right, but you mentioned revenue. I'm talking about trust. Does that also apply oh, we're to about trust. trust? Yes, trust.
0: Hmm. Okay, what I've noticed that people do usually is they would, now for smaller businesses especially, they would usually in the bio put the handle of the owner. I've seen that a couple of times, and I think it's quite smart. That way you're saying, this are our business page But just in case, see my MDs tag here. In case you have a problem and you want to escalate, please feel free. We are open like that. That's a brilliant way to build trust. Like, okay, MDC or founder, we put the tag so if anybody has a problem you can actually go there so that's one way to be transparent in terms of trust I do not necessarily think that showing your face is what will build trust or not build trust especially if you are in a situation where you run a business where you have an office but we know a lot of people run businesses from their homes one of the things you can do to show transparency is you can include an address another thing you can do is multiple ways of reaching out to you so multiple communication channels like phone whatsapp dm website wherever but some businesses prefer to limit yeah, ways of communication, like no DM, only WhatsApp, no WhatsApp, only DM, no this one, only website. When you're doing that, that is actually speaking with trust, heavily. The other thing is, sorry to digress, one of the other things that distrust with customers is no refunds. If I have a problem with these products, I'm not going to get my money back. So whenever I see no returns on the page, I take it as, this is not the page I'm supposed to buy from anymore. So that is my take on that. If it's a matter of trust, you can try all these other ways to show transparency, but showing your face should ultimately be about, is this going to grow my business? Or is it just about me putting my piece out there and becoming a an startup and then
1: what's your priority? So, yeah. Hmm. I think I like that then. Now, there's an issue of automated customer care response replacing human interaction in business. Like some businesses, their customer care is answered by a machine. Now, followers are more likely to trust and believe a brand that they can talk to and be heard by. So how and mm-hmm. when do we strike a balance between automated yeah. customer responses and human interactions?
0: I think there's a place for both you cannot exactly take away or expel automation automation is life automation is what we are now especially after 2020 and COVID and the pandemic everything if you are not automated and you are just setting yourself up for failure you know the new normal or the new life maybe 10 years faster than you should have COVID-19 passed so automation is something that I've never usually been a fan of when I was in for customer service in a telecommunications company but now I allow it more because there's no way else it's one of those things where you just have to accept it but what I would say to businesses who use automation is there needs to always be an option to speak to a human being, and that option cannot be tedious. What usually happens with automation is it becomes harder to speak to a person. And that's not what automation is supposed to do. Automation is supposed to make the customer's life easier. Automation is supposed to be able to store similar requests for you and then answer to some requests that are mundane and frequent. So that's why people have things like frequently ask questions on their website. They're not saying you don't have any other questions apart from that, but they're saying that these are the ones that we have received the most and we have provided answers. That's a problem of automation. But the problem is that when I now have a question that is not on those you frequently ask questions, I cannot find a way to answer it as soon as possible. you call a bank or a TV company, to try to resolve an issue before. you find out that the automation process is extremely long, extremely tedious, and in some cases, you end up not speaking to human being. That is no challenge in automation. There should always be an option, and not just an option, a quick and easy one, if I want the option of speaking to someone. There's self-service. There's a place for self-service, and it's fantastic. I think we should use it whenever we can. We won't, because we're Nigerians, but we should. But then again, if we do not want to use it, let us have the option to use it. So that's my take.
1: All right. So both will work for any business. Just find the balance, right?
0: Yes. Both can work for any business. But um it's about again, you cannot take one out. You cannot say, I don't want to automate, so only speak to human beings. You're not gonna have enough human beings to speak to. you're setting yourself up for problems. So there's a place for both, but whatever happens, human interaction will always be most important to customers. They will always most likely go for it. So while you're automating great for you, 80% of your customers are still going to need to talk to somebody. So make that process seamless and easy.
1: Okay, then. Finally, Olushi, I read that when you first start a company and have only a couple of people handling customer requests, it's much easier to communicate values and be customer-centric. It's when you start scaling that your customer vision is at risk of being diluted. Olushi, why is this so? As I feel that it should be more customer service reps, more better client relationship management.
0: Well, it doesn't always work like that, unfortunately. And this is what happens with this. Let's paint a picture. So you start a business. It's small. It's doing okay. You have maybe 20 clients, 10 clients. You have one customer service rep. Everything is fine. You have a clothing business. And then someone along the line, Martin, "What wears your dress and tags you on Instagram. And then, boom. Your clothing line is probably one of the most popular in the world. And It's happened a lot of times. Now, at this point in time, you go from your 20 clients to so maybe 200. That personal feel you were giving those 20, where you will call them on their birthday, you will just check on them. Where they buy clothes, you're sending them a message and asking them, ah, did he fit? Is he nice? You're not going to be asking those questions again because why? You are blown. You have 200 clients. Okay, you had one customer rep asked three, 20 people. You now have 200 clients. Will you now hire 10 people? It doesn't make business sense. So there's never going to be a time when you're going to be commiserate with the client relationship or when you were a small 20 clients company. It's when you are 200 clients, you cannot afford 10 people. No matter how much you are making. it makes no sense to have 10 people because you have two hundred clients. Also, a lot of people who were with you in the 20, they know you, they like you. It's not necessarily your business. There's a personal relationship. But now this other 180 that have joined, they don't know who you are. They know your business. They're gonna be very demanding. You also don't know who they are. You cannot give them the same level of service. So there's always going to be a disparity. And that's where process is such a huge part of customer service, a huge but very, very ultimately not part. People see what I ordered with process, what I bought pictures, and they think the tailor is mad or any other type of thing, or the shoemaker did not do it well. Sometimes that's a process issue. If you fix your processes, you will have less stories to say to customers. Customer service is personality and process. Process is everything that you actually do to make sure that the product is advertised and as promised. If you get anything wrong in that side, then you now have to bring up personality, which is going to be the part to say, we apologize for the convenience, we want to try and solve it. And then your tone and all of that now comes into that menu. But that process side, so if you are scaling your business need to scale your processes as well. Scale your processes to handle the growth. Scale your processes to also handle the massive amount of client conversation and interaction that you're going to have. Someone in that kind of scenario that I just painted would need to create an automation and the human being sector of handling things. Because at that point in time, only human beings cannot handle it. Process must come in and automation is a part of process. So it is almost impossible, unfortunately, to deliver on the same levels of service as when you were much smaller. If you can get your process right, you will not have to have so many people to say sorry or apologize or to move because process is right. They understand, so that would be my advice for businesses that I have found themselves feeling like, Oh, since I grew, my customers are now angry with me, they think I don't have the time anymore, they don't understand that I'm corrupt. It's understandable, customers always believe that they're the only ones you money that you're using to pay your staff run your gen, pay your rent, change, send your children to school. It's only their money. Even a person bought a ten thousand address, is that ten thousand you demand the same well that's it. Every customer said they're the only one a bank did a one customer bank campaign. Why do you think they did it? Because they understand that everybody thinks that they're the only one and they were trying to push into it. So it's only important for you to create the illusion rather that they are the only customer. If you respond to them fast and they don't have any issues with the transaction, they will think they are the only one and then drop everything from Saddam. So you get your processes right from when you are small and you keep, to, you keep scaling those processes as you go, you shouldn't have much of a problem, but to expect that you deliver the same level of service that when you're small, it's unlikely, but you can at least deliver close. Hmm.
1: Wow. So scale your business, scale the processes, right? Yes, very important. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been such an insightful conversation. I can tell you we've learned quite a lot. This conversation that we've had on how to wow and win back your lost customers. I hope you took one or two things from this. I've been speaking with Oluchi Okapo. She is a customer service expert, and she's dynamic. She's team focused. She knows she has the experience when it comes to dealing with clients and managing the relationship you can have with your clients. It's been an amazing conversation with you. Thank you so much for. Joining me on the show, and I hope to do this with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're welcome. All right, then you've heard it from her, and that's just it about how to win and how to get back your lost customers. And as an entrepreneur, it is your goal to succeed in your business. And one of the things that you must do to achieve this goal is to be able to put a smile on your customer's face and leave them with an overwhelming positive impression of your business. Now, when there's an issue, the goal should be to restore the customer's confidence because without it, there is no loyalty. So you must always take quick action to fix the problems that arise and do it in such a way that your customer keeps no negative reservation. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the shows here on africatechradio.com.